When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're talking real money. When I read this headline, the inventor of the 4% rule just changed it at MarketWatch, I was concerned that maybe somebody was going to tell us that thanks to lower interest rates, we could no longer count on the good old 4% rule. Um... But that's not what the article ended up saying. Now, I have to tell you, MarketWatch has long been one of my favorite financial news sources to make fun of in America. But um, And it was free, so it was easy to make fun of it. But now, and this is just shocking, I don't know how they can even make this work. MarketWatch is part of the Wall Street Journal group, Okay which is owned by Murdoch's people. Market Watch and Barron's together are now going to be $23 a month. Now, I, I know journalism needs to be supported, but $23 a month, yeah, if you're going to give it to me with no ads whatsoever, such fewer ads, maybe, but that's a lot of money. That's like what I pay for, I don't know, four or five video services. I just think, I think these prices are too high for online content, folks. They really are. You got to get a number. I mean, look at Apple TV. They're going, okay, what's fair? Five bucks. Five bucks. Let's go for volume. Go for volume. I'm not going to pay you guys 23 bucks. I'm just not going to talk about you anymore. But anyway, I found another way to read the article. I read it through a, a program called Flipboard. And uh, the article surprised me. It didn't say that the 4% rule should be maybe the 3% rule. Uh, the uh, the piece was uh, about the guy who created it, I guess. I don't know that you really create. Anyway, you know, we've been saying for a long time that a good withdrawal rate is about 4%. And I think we were saying it prior to his article that appeared in 1994, where he talked about the 4% rule. I seem to remember talking about it prior to that, but I know I did. But anyway, we'll give him credit. And he said that the the 4% rule was a worst case scenario. He calculated that based on getting into the market at the worst time and then taking money out at the worst time. And that, you know, you could still, if you had a diversified portfolio, you could probably take 4% per year out and be in good shape. He, He did some Monte Carlos, some back testing. Uh, He said the better number and the number he uses personally, and this is what you want to listen to, the number he uses personally is 5%. Every year, and he just retired, he sold his financial planning practice and retired to Arizona, he says that he personally withdraws 5% per year of his portfolio and then adjusts for inflation. I think we have an even better way. 
and we have been preaching this for a couple of decades at least, so almost as long as he's been doing his. We like the idea of rather than a rate adjusted for inflation, which I guess is fine, but we really like the idea of doing a, uh, a flexible withdrawal. Because think about it, a lot of us lived our lives on a flexible income strategy. You'd have good years at work where you'd, you'd get extra hours, you get some overtime. Then you'd have bad years where you get your hours cut back or you didn't get your bonuses or whatever it might be. We are accustomed as human beings to adjusting to circumstances. I think it's one of the things that made us so successful as a species. Our ability to adapt. And why not create an income stream that is adaptable? Give you an example. Got a million dollars in your investment portfolio. It's uh, properly balanced for your risk tolerance. Let's say it's uh, 70% in bonds, you're in retirement, 30% in stocks. You need uh, 20% in stocks, I think, generally speaking, to, to keep you from making nothing. I think 30 is a better number, but depends on your risk tolerance. But let's just say, for argument's sake, that's what you got. You take, at the beginning of the year, it's a million dollars. million dollars, January 1. January 1, you take $50,000 out of that account, and you put it in your checking account, and that is your budget for the next 12 months. You need to find a way to live on that. And you already figured that that was a good number for you. The next year, you've taken 50 out, so it went down to 950, and the market didn't behave well. And let's say it declined. Eh, what's a typical number? Let's say it declined to, I don't know, about 900. No, let's go 850. Let's go even worse. Let's just. You know, because you don't get many years of the huge declines. We're going to talk about those, too. And if you're really unlucky, well, okay. But, y you know, you'll work it out. Uh, we've got, what What did I say, 850? <laughs> so uh, you got $850,000. You take out 5%. Now, for that year, you have to live on 42500 you have to adjust your budget by $7,500. And I'm doing all, all this on an after-tax basis, but you know, I don't, adjust it for taxes. This is, this is all hypothetical anyway. So now you have to adjust your expenditures down by about 600 bucks a month. That means that you don't do some of the fun stuff that you did, that you maybe don't buy the nice steak and you buy a cheaper cut, or you cut out the cable. You Nobody has cable anymore. You cut out HBO Max and a couple of other things. You turn the thermostat down a little bit, or you tap into your emergency fund during those bad years. You see, ah, emergency fund. There you go. So, you know, you've got to have a plan, and a pl most everyone's plan should include an emergency fund. So when your income goes down, you tap the emergency fund. But when the market goes up, which it does more than it goes down, you know, say the next year it recovers that plus another 10%, you're up to $1.1 1 .1 Now your income the next year is $55,000. 
and then maybe the next year it's 57.5. And from those bonus years, instead of just blowing it and having more fun, you replenish the emergency fund. So you don't have to adjust your lifestyle very much because historically, historically, the stock market has never been down. And as a matter of fact, a 30-70 portfolio, I don't know if it's ever even been down in any five years. Yeah, slightly, a couple of percentage points. But, you know, that's a small amount over five years. So the reality is the odds and the, the history of the market are in your favor. So I love the idea of the 5% flexible rule. You could even do the 5% rule, apparently, according to this guy. Do 5% plus inflation every year. You're going to be a little more scared in bad years. The nice thing about the flexible rule is it's really hard to run out of money. It's really, really hard. So that's an idea for withdrawing income in retirement. Um, I'm going to sneak just one question in because I'm going to hold most of the questions for tomorrow. Um, you can call in, though, with your questions at 855-935-TALK, or you can send them in at TalkingRealMoney.com on the contact form, and you can also speak them at TalkingRealMoney.com on the contact form. I know. But if you're going to do that, you know, you all should have one anyway. Get yourself a decent USB mic for your computer. Given the fact that we talk to so many people, we do so many things on our computer, the microphones in most computers are pretty bad. The only computer that has decent mics built in that I found is a Mac. They actually care about sound, Apple. Uh, but most of them don't have good mics. Get a, get a USB mic. Okay, it's question time. Subject, Vanguard. The question, you and many other pundits, that's not a derogatory word, he says, strongly recommend Vanguard. We recommend Vanguard. I like Vanguard. I think, and please verify and correct me, that they are getting less customer-friendly. One, they have put roadblocks to speak with their support group. I cannot find a phone number to call a human. <laughs> Let me start with that. I don't know if they've become less customer-friendly. I'm going to comment on that in a minute. But the phone number? <laughs> I've been suggesting Vanguard for so long. That and I mean so long, like the 80s, uh, that their phone number is burned into my memory. Literally burned into my memory. So even if it wasn't on their website, I could give it to you. But it is on their website. It's under their contact page. And their number, here you go. Ready? 800-662-7447. I just know that by heart. And they do still have a phone number, and you can still get someone on the phone. I just don't have any reason to call them, so I don't know if they've gotten any worse. I have a sneaking notion that it is harder to get a human. It's harder to get a human almost everywhere. Thank goodness for online. Part of the reason is the battle over costs. Everybody is fighting over the lowest cost. Vanguard has lowered their costs down to the, the point where they're almost charging nothing. And it starts getting harder to pay for all those services if you're not making any money. You see, we as humans have a problem. 
we want everything, but we want everything for free or at least really, really cheap. And that's not the way business works. Yes, there are some big businesses that are bloated, that overcharge stockbrokers. Um, but generally speaking, what you pay for most honorable businesses is fair. And Vanguard, along with many others, Fidelity, Schwab, they've all been lowering the management fees for their funds down to the point where it's probably becoming a little tight. Don't know that for a fact, but it's a pretty good guess. Let me go to the second part of your question. They have recently revised their terms and conditions regarding disputes. Litigation is out and arbitration is in. Is Vanguard becoming less customer friendly? I, honest, honestly, I don't think so, but I can't attest to that personally. I'm not a shill for Vanguard. I just know I always in the past had good experiences with them. Litigation is out and arbitration is in everywhere. Everywhere couple of reasons. One, arbitration's cheaper. Arbitration has shown a little bit of bias toward the, uh, the, 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 the businesses who are arbitrating a little. Litigation, though, is out because it's so expensive. And arbitration, I have to tell you, um, I've been through an arbitration hearing before, and I've been through litigation not for securities. I don't. I've never been in any trouble about any of that. This is personal stuff. Uh, like a divorce. And, uh, litigation is long and drawn out, and a pain, and awful, and horrible. Arbitration is well, sometimes not what you want. It's quick, and it's not pocketbook destroying. And then the question goes on: Can you recommend a good alternative to Vanguard that is still customer friendly? And then he uh, finishes with, please continue to do the good work day in and day out. We will we will try to do that day in and day out. Uh, alternative to Vanguard. Again, I still think they're probably near the top of the heap. Uh, Fidelity is a good firm. I don't know that they're known for the best customer service, but I'm sure it's good. I know from dealing with Schwab that their customer service can be hit or miss. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's not. Maybe that's the case at Vanguard. I just don't know. Um, but you're not going to find anybody who has customer agreements that allow lit. You're not going to find many who allow litigation. They're going to they're going to preclude that one way or another. It just makes sense for the business. Um, and you can call them. So call 800-662-7447, and I'm sure they'll help you. I hope. If they don't, call me, and we'll just give them a hard time. Because I know somebody from Vanguard's already listening to this. They listen to the show all the time. Uh, they used to, when I was on the radio uh, on 90 stations, they used to do transcripts of every single show. Every show. They had somebody somewhere who was listening and transcribing every word I said. Didn't even know that for years. And then they would quote things I said, and I'd go, and this was before Google way before uh let's see you can call us with your questions remember you can do that 24 hours a day seven days a week at 855-935-TALK 855-935-8255 we always welcome questions at talkingrealmoney.com on the contact form and if your question is involved you've got like a bunch of money here and a bunch of money there and you're trying to figure out what your risk tolerance is and what your future plan is going to be um 
even if you are one of those folks who believes that you can do it all by yourself, you almost everybody needs some kind of guidance, another person off of whom to bounce ideas, uh, somebody to go through the details that we can't do when we have you know 10 minutes maybe on a radio show or a podcast. So if that's the case, we have always believed that everybody deserves financial help even if you don't want to pay for it. <laughs> we hope you'll pay for it, but if you don't, it's okay. Uh, and we don't charge you to meet with you. We don't charge online, on the phone, uh, and, and go through stuff with you. Because we found it does help us get clients down the road, just being good to people. It's funny how that works. Um, so, anyway, what was I getting to? You can go online to vestory.com, V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. Just think of Vist Victory, but Vestory, V-E-S-T-O-R-Y. Uh, but go there, set up an appointment with one of our advisors. A couple of things. We won't charge you for that meeting, promise. We won't try to sell you anything, promise. There's no obligation at all, and you're not going to get a pitch, a high-pressure sales pitch. You're not. You're just going to get help. Everybody who's done it goes, Wow, you guys really helped. That's what we do. Thanks so much for listening. Tell your friends, your neighbors, and anybody else you can think of to listen to the podcast. We're here pretty much every day, unless someday Don actually takes a vacation. I don't do that very often. So thanks for listening. I'm Don McDonald. Talking real money. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for educational and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately, consistently predict the future. So past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Vestry, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. That should keep the lawyers happy.